The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You can have lots of fun on the internet So don't go places you might regret A gruff has some net safety tips for you For surfing the net and staying cool Listen close and you will agree McGruff and Scruff know their net safety. Remember net safety and you can have fun. Learn about anything under the sun. Ask your parents for their advice and tell them if someone isn't acting nice. Net safety is your safety net. For more information on how to be safe on the Internet, visit my website at www.mcgruff.org. A message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. You're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. Yo, you're listening to Get the Out. You're listening to Get the Out. What's up? You're listening to Get The Out. Yo! You're listening to Get The Out. You're listening to Get The Out. Uh, excuse me. It's Get The Funk Out. Right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine every Monday at 9. For more information on the show, you can visit the show blog at getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. That's right. Get The Out. All right. Enough already. I get it. Good morning. You're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. Two very special guests coming on the show today. First up, Marissa Presley is joining me. She's the bilingual education and prevention specialist for Loris House. And if you're not familiar with them, you can visit them at lorishouse.org. Then we'll be joined by Robert Hammond, who has a great backstory to share with you. He's uh, involved in screenwriting. He's written several books. A uh, very, very inspirational story coming up at 9.30. But first up, again, we're going to be joined by Marissa Presley, who's standing by. Good morning, Marissa. Hi, good morning, Janine. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks so much. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad we could make this happen. I love having someone from Laura's house on the show. I've had you on in the past. Well, not you particularly, but other people from your organization. Tell me about what it is you do for Laura's house. Oh, I actually think I have the best job. I do prevention and education. So I get to visit a lot of places like middle schools, high schools, universities, colleges. I get to visit congregations, boys and girls clubs, anywhere where there are people gathered. My um, presentation that I do is the education part of domestic violence, intimate partner violence, and now we're talking about teen dating abuse 
And we're actually talking as well about adolescent dating abuse, which is a child who is in their tween years, like 12, yes, even as young as 11. Um, the youngest victim survivor that I have worked with is actually 12 years old. That's young. I know. I know it is really young. But you know what, Janine? Um, the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation in partnership with Blue Shield and RTI International, mm -hmm. they did a study, and the study concluded that 75% of middle schoolers are dating right now. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding I me. I know. No, I'm not. So <laughs> even though you know that it, it is very young age to talk about this, this is the perfect age to do it. I also do part of my prevention and education work is I train future advocates and counselors of domestic violence so they can work with survivors and victims mm -hmm. and offer services, lend an ear, work on our 24-hour crisis hotline. That's great. That's so yeah. important. Gosh, I think about, I have middle schoolers, and, uh, you know, that's not the thing they should be focusing on. My personal opinion, dating at this age, I don't think so. Oh, absolutely not. Come on. And, you know, what, what's happening with our middle schoolers is that they are seeing how other kids relate to each other. Yes. So if other kids are dating, they figure, well, I should too. So they just right. want to fit in. The thing about um, par most parents is that we don't want to believe that it is our child. It's got to be somebody else's child. Right. But I'll give you a great example of a young lady. Her name is Kayla. She's 16 years old now, but she was 12 years old when she liked a boy and he liked her mm -hmm. and long story short is he raped her in the <sighs> bushes outside of her middle school in our beautiful rich orange county <sighs> and her i know and you know what a lot of people say to me janine is well where are the parents as if oh come on no they're not exactly. at the school grounds you know all day long exactly yes and you know i am at the school grounds almost every day i am at somewhere in a high school here in orange county and the things I hear and the things I see mm -hmm. just make me wonder what parents would do if they were walking the hallways like I am. I have um, seen with my own eyes physical violence at our high schools between uh, males and females. And here's another thing I want to I wanna point out, Janine, is mm -hmm. that a lot of us parents, we don't believe that if we have a boy that he could ever be victimized when in reality boys are victimized probably as much as girls yes there's i believe just, it yeah, yeah there's no report nobody's reporting it i have to interject something excuse me for interrupting i do feel very strongly that this starts at home where a parent has to decide you know i don't think it's appropriate for my, in my case i know it's not appropriate for my my daughters middle schoolers to be watching our movies and i know other parents are letting their kids watch things that are totally inappropriate Yes. Use language that's totally appropriate, inappropriate, yes. and they're going to school, and this is the behavior, and this is the conversation they're having. So they're having yes. an influence on their peers. I agree 100% with you, Janine. So. Um, domestic violence, dating abuse, it is learned at home. It is a behavior mm -hmm. that we learn at home. So we're going to learn it at home. We're not going to learn it from a movie or a TV show, but guess what we're going to learn from a movie or a TV show? That it is acceptable to be treated disrespectfully. Right. So exactly. even if you live in a home that is healthy and your parents um, have a healthy, loving, kind, respectful relationship, right. you're going to go to school and be called the B word or the A word, uh -huh. and you're going to think it's acceptable because it's all over it. You know, um, there, there's programs where the entire program is 
one bad word after another, or yes. violence against women are very popular TV shows. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I agree with you. It's, it's disgusting. I, I'm, I mean, I, I have girls, and it's really disgusting, and they bring home stories, and we, we, we talk about everything. But, you know, as somebody said to me, they can't unsee something once they see it. So as a yes. parent, you have to be very careful what it is they are watching. Yes, exactly. You know, you know when I do my presentations, I, I tweak them to make sure that the audience is going to be able to handle what I'm, I'm showing. But sometimes um, I talk a lot about what Chris Brown did to Rihanna. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, bring, I bring the image that all the world saw of poor Rihanna, the victim, all battered and bruised in the hospital room. And I hesitate to show that image, not because the children are going to be shocked, They've seen that before, mm -hmm. but I, I hesitate to show it because out of respect for the victim, the survivor, I, I feel like it's such an intimate photograph of her. Sure. But I want them to put a face to the real victims. And a lot of people blamed Rihanna for, for the abuse. A lot of people don't know that Chris Brown not only beat her, but strangled her, Ugh. bit her ear, threatened to kill her, threw her cell phone out the window, and... They put the blame on the victim. Right. Now, if Rihanna was a victim of a tsunami or a carjacker, mm -hmm. nobody would blame her. We would blame, you know, the tsunami or the carjacker. Right. So I talk a lot about victim blaming and putting the blame on the perpetrator, not the victim. Right. For example, Janine, the February marks Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. That makes me super excited because not only can we raise awareness, but now I can do a call to action to these kids. What are you doing now about it? Now that you know that this is happening, how are you going to act? So we ask the children to take a pledge, and this is funded by Verizon, and they want to take a pledge saying, listen, I'm not going to stand for this type of abuse anymore, and you, as my friend, if I watch you yelling at or cussing or cursing at your girlfriend, I'm going to speak up. Mm -hmm. And I pledge to be in a healthy relationship. Oh, good. So, I also have to teach them what a healthy relationship looks like. I can't just expect them to know. Right. Some people yeah. have no foundation for knowing what that is. Exactly. So as part of our HEART program, the Healthy Emotions and Attitudes in Relationships for Teens, we don't always just want to talk about the bad. We want to talk about the good mm -hmm. and what is a good relationship to be in. So I help them build on that. We talk about the red flags. What is it that you should be looking for on your first date? so that you know okay. you are with a potential abuser. And where can you get help? Who can you call? Of course, you can call our 24-hour crisis hotline that we offer for anybody at any time, any day of the week at 866-498-1511. Even if you are a 13-year-old or a teenager, a boy or a girl, we'll talk to you there. That's great. Um, you know, one of the things we do, Janine, we started four years ago doing this. We wanted to commemorate one of our local teens, Jackie Villa Gomez, who had just graduated from El Toro High School in Lake Forest. Mm -hmm. And months later, her boyfriend beat her to death. Ugh, what happened? I know. What happened? Well, um, what happened is that she was in an abusive relationship. And, you know, it just took one more punch for him to kill her. Really, that's what it takes. It's just Ugh. one more push, one more shove. And her family gathered, and they made a wonderful donation in Jackie's name to Laura's house after her passing. And we wanted to do something to commemorate her, so we did our very first annual candlelight vigil 
four years ago, and we're doing our fourth one this year. We expect over 200 people. It's actually this Friday at um, 5.30 p.m. Where is the location? It's going to be at the Orange County Sheriff's Department Regional Training Center, which is located in Tustin at 15991 Armstrong Avenue. And let me tell you, Janine, this is a wonderful night because people will get to visit with other survivors, um, teens who have been abused and actually made it out alive. Um, my speaker, my guest speaker, is going to be Dr. Jill Murray, who has been on Oprah and Dr. Phil, all kinds of wonderful TV shows. And she's written a number of books, not only for teens like But I Love Him, but also for parents, um, um, a book called Destructive Relationships. And another one of my guests is Kayla. Remember that 12-year-old I told you was raped? She's going to be there to talk about her experience. That's unbelievable. What a brave girl. I, know. I have a question. Oh, yeah. I have a question for you. What yes. about somebody listening to this who says, you know, I, I know this relationship is wrong, but I'm too scared to get out? Oh, that's so normal. Fear is the number one reason why people don't get out of those abusive relationships. So that's normal, and I completely understand. The key here is to ask for help. Even if you don't know what you're asking for, you can just call our 24-hour crisis hotline and say, I don't know why I'm calling. We, the experts, will guide you through this phone call. Or if you don't want to call a total stranger, talk to somebody that you trust. But now, if you're talking to somebody that you trust, Mm -hmm. they're probably going to want to give you advice. Yes. I would advise to anybody who is going to lend an ear is to really just lend the ear. No advice, but offer resources. Offer our hotline or our website. Our website has tons of information on how to get out safely. You know, a lot of people, I don't know, when I was dating, we would break up and maybe, you know, it'd be like a big deal for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then it was over. Yes. Not anymore. Now, breaking up from an abusive relationship could cost you your life because... Most homicides happen after the breakup. Oh, that's so tragic. It is really tragic. And and the reason we do this candlelight vigil is so that parents are also aware. You know that there was a study that concluded um, that over 80% of parents in Orange County do not believe that teen dating violence is an issue. You know why? Because we don't talk about it. And their teens don't talk to them. Oh, absolutely not, because you know what? I don't want to disappoint my parents. Right. Yeah. Or, or they it's, won't understand, or they're just not cool, or I can't talk to them. Yeah. Or, yeah. or I'm going to be grounded, or yes. maybe I don't even have a safe environment at home to share with. That's or right. if I do have a safe environment, I don't want my parents to not let me see my boyfriend or girlfriend anymore because, well, I love them. Yes, yes. Yeah. Tell me about uh, some of the success stories, some of the people that you've come across that you oh wow I have so many and I'm I'm so grateful that you asked about success stories because I do have many women and men who have survived Um, one of the survivors his name is AP Mm -hmm. he's a rapper he's a spoken word artist he's just a renaissance man an actor he's going to be at the candlelight vigil on Friday and he survived abuse he spoke up about it he's telling people look it happens to males too and he was a young man when it happened to him And then I have Aurora, who at 15 was in a very extremely physically abusive relationship, a lot of control. She escaped her abuser. But listen to this, Janine, for two years after she broke up with her abuser, he stalked, 
he harassed and he pursued her for two years after the breakup. And what do you do in that situation? Excuse me. What do you you do? Stalking is against the law, and Mm -hmm. we at Laura's House can help you with cases like that. We can prepare all the paperwork for a restraining order. Mm -hmm. We can take you, transport you to the courthouse, and we can actually stay with you the entire time that you are in court. So the whole process, a legal advocate will be with you at hand to just hold your hand and walk you through this process. So we can help obtain a restraining order. I want to tell your listeners, if you suspect that you are being stalked, you probably are, call us. We actually have a counseling and a resource center where you can call and you can chat with a legal advocate or make an appointment to join one of our support groups. Can I give the number out? Yes, please. Yeah, the number is 949-361-3775, and that's our Counseling and Resource Center. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. And tell me, you have an event coming up, don't you? Yes, that's the candlelight vigil that I'm so excited about. You know why I'm excited, Janine? Tell me. Because we get to talk about this topic that's so taboo, and now we get to bring it out into the limelight and shed a bright light on it and open up people's eyes. You know, I had a, I had a father who found out that his daughter was being um, harassed mm-hmm. with these brutal attacks via text message accidentally. So one recommendation that I always make to parents is, even if you don't suspect that your child might be a victim, Maybe your child is the abuser because it's somebody's child who's doing the abuse. Yes, that's right. Check, yes, check your child's cell phone, the text messages that are going in and the text messages that are going out. And you don't even have to go but a 24-hour period to do that. It, yeah, go, go I was just going to say, there shouldn't be um, any secrets between you and your child as far as the phone. You know, if, they, if you're paying for that phone... Then exactly. it's an open book, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Yes, I agree. And a lot of parents have actually told me, well, they have a password, and, you know, I, wouldn't want, I, I want them to have their privacy. No. That's beautiful for them to right. have their privacy. But what's happening is that there's a new form of abuse that's been building and building, and that's called digital or cyber abuse, mm-hmm. where you are getting the threats and the ugly messages via text or email, and... You should see some of the stuff that I get to read. It's quite quite shocking to other people. To me, it's just another day in the office. But to people that see these messages, they're like, how can a 17-year-old girl write this? Right. It's easier. It's easier to hurt somebody when you're, you know, wearing your bunny slippers from home. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You know? I know. Yeah. Do you actually share some of these? Uh, obviously, you maintain anonymity, but do you uh, share some of these text messages w- when you're giving presentations so people get an idea what's out there? I, I just started doing that recently because I got permission from one of the parents that I could do so. So Smart. I just started recently. Of course, I had to block off every other word because every other word it's was big. a horrible word. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, but I do. I started sharing them just recently. No, it's very educational and powerful, and people need to see what what it is and open their eyes because they can't even imagine that either their son or daughter or their their uh, daughter's friends would be like this, you know? Yes. I had a situation one time, Janine, where a mother pulled me off to the side to tell me that her son had just barely escaped an abusive relationship of many years, and he was on the mend and um, thriving now. Okay. And then... 
a few minutes later, standing right next to her was another mother who said, when I started talking about abuse against men, she's like, oh, that would never happen to my son. Huh. And I know. Sure. And that, that kind of thinking is the thinking that's dangerous because we will, we will close our eyes to the reality of it happening to one of our family members. Mm-hmm. And if your child hears you say something like that, then they really will never open up to you. Right. What we want to do as parents, as friends, as family, is we want to create a safe landing place for when our children do crash, when they decide it's over, I can't do this anymore, somebody help me. We want them to have a safe person to talk to. So the way that we view other victims of domestic violence like Rihanna and the way we express our views about that type of violence is going to tell our kids, well, is this a safe person or not? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, as much as your son or daughter wants to go to their peers for advice or, you know, drown themselves in uh, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, they need to be talking to somebody, not doing that. Yes, exactly. And that's all it takes. It's just for somebody to talk to another person. Yes. You don't have to save the person. You just have to listen. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about some of the other things that you're involved in or that Laura's house is involved in. Um, oh, before I forget, I was going to touch on, are you seeing more and more people that are, uh, you know, lesbians, gay, young men and women reaching out to Laura's house? Absolutely. And you know what's amazing is that now if you live as a transgender person mm-hmm. and you are living, you were born a male, but you are living as a female, we will accept you into our program at our 24-hour, um, at our shelter. That's great. That's I know. Great. That's amazing. Yes, I'm seeing that more and more because we are talking about it more. So a lot of kids are opening up. You know what I've done with the HEART program is I have taken out every word that says boyfriend or girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I have um, changed it to partner. That's great. Yes, and we, we want to be safe for anybody. You know, it's actually harder for a victim of domestic violence and dating abuse who is in an LGBTQ relationship to end it. It's more difficult, and the, um, the stigma is, is higher. Mm-hmm. And who is the police officer going to arrest? They don't know which one is the perpetrator, which one is the victim. They always assume yes. that the perpetrator is always a male, when in reality, you know, the statistics don't show it. But what I have seen is that it could be as close as 50-50, male, female. That's right. And, you know, one of the things that abusers in LGBTQ relationships use is that a lot of the teens who are in these type of relationships, they haven't come out to their family or friends. And so one of the threats that the abuser uses is, if you leave me, I will out you to your friends and family. That's awful. Oh, it's it's very awful. And it it makes a very lonely world for these teens. Yes. Yes. So, you know, they open up to me. I, I love it because for some reason, teens just open up to me. And then what I can do is offer them resources that they never even knew existed. How did you find yourself doing this i mean well, this you know, is so powerful what you're doing oh I, I love that you feel the power because i'm very passionate about what i do and um i got into this kind of accidentally not laura's house but the prevention and education part but i'm a survivor um i watched my father brutally beat my mother regularly mm. and i used to think you know well that's just life that's how it is 
So, of course, my very first relationship was abusive Mm -hmm. and on and on. So I was in a lot of abusive relationships, anywhere ranging from physical abuse to sexual abuse, verbal, mental, financial abuse. Mm -hmm. And then I was working for the federal government, and I didn't feel fulfilled. So I, you know, I did some soul searching, and I figured that I would make a list of the populations that I would want to work with. And first on my list, because of my, you know, life experience, was domestic violence survivors. And I started my career at Laura's House on the 24-hour crisis hotline, and I thought it was the best job on the planet. And then I I moved on to case management, Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, wow, I can't believe I get paid to do this. (laughs) This is the best. (laughs) And then from my case management, I was... um, offered this wonderful position in prevention and education, and I really feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. It sounds like it. It really does, yes. It's amazing how you took your background and you just found your true calling, really. Yeah, you know why? Because there's no shame anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not ashamed that that my father did the things he did anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no embarrassment about it anymore you know a lot of people say that for example i keep going back to rihanna because everybody's familiar with her case um people expect so much from her we expect her to open up a foundation for victims we expect her to speak up about it to tell the world to write songs about it you know what i expect from rihanna i expect her to try to stay alive yes that's all yes it took me over 30 years to tell anyone that my father had done the things he did to me. Mm-hmm. They didn't just happen. Things happen. What my father and what abusers do, those things don't just happen. They are done to a victim because the perpetrator wants to have power and control over that victim, not because things happen. Accidents happen. Right. No, you know, my sister, my poor sister, there's still a lot of shame attached to what my father did to us. Mm. And and she still holds on to a lot of anger. I can't do that any longer because if I'm teaching kids how to have a healthy relationship with their partner, I better have a healthy relationship with mine or my talk is not going to match my walk. That's Does that right. make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. It makes total sense. And plus, you're out there helping people that have gone through or going through what you went through. Yeah, and you know, without, like, for example, without the teachers in our local Orange County high schools, there would be no heart program because they're the ones that invite us into their high schools. Mm-hmm. So it, it actually takes an entire army of individuals to help one victim of domestic violence escape. That's and that's what they're doing. They're escaping. They're not just saying, well, you know what? I want to break up. It's over. Thanks for the good years. No, they are fleeing their home because of domestic violence. That's what they do. That is awful. Is there any last bit of advice you want to give before we wrap up and also throw out your phone number and website again? Yeah, my my last bit of advice is for anybody out there who feels that they might be victimized. Mm -hmm. It is not your fault. There is nothing that you did to cause this to happen to you. And there is help. Visit our website, call our 24-hour crisis hotline, or call us at the Counseling and Resource Center to make an appointment. And if any of your callers want to chat specifically with me, I will make myself available to chat with each one of them individually. No problem. We'll make it happen. That's tremendous. Thank you so much. 
No, thanks for the platform. See you guys at the Candlelight Vigil on the 7th. All right. Thank you so much. And, and if, if you missed any part of this show with Marissa Presley from Laura's House, it'll be up on my blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org within the hour. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Janine. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for all you do. Again, that was Marissa Presley. We're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'll be back in just a minute with Robert Hammond.